When President Rodrigo Duterte ran for office, he made one ambitious promise. He will end illegal drugs in the Philippines. His main strategy is fear. He says he will kill all the addicts and the fish in Manila Bay will grow fat on their corpses. As soon as he assumes office, the bloodshed starts. There's a method to the madness, and that's the drug list. All the names of people ever implicated in the illegal drug trade go into this list, confirmed or not. The president then cascades it to law enforcement agencies. So, ito, droga. This is not personal to me. Hindi ko kayo kalaban, wala akong samang loob sa inyo, pero galit na ako ngayon. Kasali ka na. By saying they are on his list, the president shames and frightens public figures into submission. On the ground, local drug lists are used to justify arrests and killings, even if police operations do not have the proper warrant from a court. But what happens when one of his most trusted men end up on his list? I am Rambo Talabong. I've been covering the government's war on drugs for three years. In this podcast, I will go into the history of the infamous drug list, how it began, how it worked for the president, and how it worked against the president. It is past midnight Sunday, August 7, 2016, when the president steps on stage at a military camp and makes a bombshell announcement. Lit by incandescent lights against the backdrop of pink flowers, the new president says he has the list with him. He begins with the judges. He reads seven names. Next are politicians in Luzon. He reads 13 names. When he reads a name he recognizes, he drops a commentary laced with curses. He then reads names of politicians in the Visayas. He reads 14 names. He reads names of politicians from Mindanao. He reads 26 names. Then he reads names of policemen. He reads 95 names. He says if their names are read out, it means these cops have been sacked. The following morning, Filipinos wake up to news of the president publicly accusing people of involvement in drugs without any formal cases filed. The only basis the president cites is his own information. I could be wrong. Pero pag ito kasi, it has undergone a process. He is wrong in at least one case. As journalists, we decide not to release the list until we check it out we find out that the list is not sufficiently verified. For one, a judge whose name was included in the list had been dead since 2008. Other names were incomplete. There's a Judge Reyes who had no first name. Then there's also Chief Inspector Maimai and Senior Inspector Donasco, who were named without their first names. Officials in the list vehemently deny the accusations, but the damage is done. In October, two months after Duterte read out his list, Datu Saudi Ampatuan Mayor Samsudin Dimaukom is shot dead in an alleged shootout with state operatives. He is in the list. 
The next month in November, Albuera Mayor Rolando Espinosa is gunned down by police in his detention cell in Leyte. The law enforcers were supposedly serving him a warrant in jail. It is no surprise he is also on the list. Eight months later in July 2017, Ozami City Mayor Reynaldo Parohinog and 14 others including his wife Susan, brother Octavio, and sister Mona are killed in an early morning police raid. He is also on the drug list. In April 2018, a month before the barangay or village elections, Duterte gives the public a peek into the drug list once again. This time, the names are limited to barangay officials and he releases it through the chief of the Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency, Director General Aaron Aquino. Aquino is the former top cop of Central Luzon, one of the regions with the highest kills during the early days of Duterte's drug war. The list is too long to be read out loud in one go, so the PDS sends printouts of the list to the media in a press briefing on April 30. Sinabi ko na po, public office is a public trust. Kailangan po, it's just fair enough, malaman ng mga taba, taong bayan kung sino po ilulukluk nila bilang pinuno ng barangay nila. That is Aaron Aquino, who leads the distribution to the media despite the list not being airtight. In an interview with Rappler before the list was released, he admits that they need more time to validate before they can pursue cases against the people listed there. Hindi pa talagang airtight yung kaso. Although validated na siya na involved sa illegal drugs, pero yung, yung, yung kaso, baka madismiss kasi nga hindi is strong enough. So we need to, to add up, we need to, to, to add on the case buildup. So to clarify, sir. This does not stop Duterte from releasing a portion of the list once more, this time ahead of the midterm elections, where positions for local officials, lawmakers, and senators are at stake. He makes the announcement as he heads a National Peace and Order Council meeting in his hometown, Davao City. Even as he was teasing about publishing the list, the Commission on Human Rights warns releasing the list would only trigger mudslinging and election violence in a political landscape already shaken by the killing of the mayors. Before reading out his list, Duterte slams human rights groups. He tags them as protectors of criminals. And uh, yung iba kasi, lalo na yung mga de-bleeding human rights, I, I, I know how sad they are. And I'm, I am sadder if there is such a word. Kasi ako, I take care of the community. They take care of the son of the bitches. He describes himself as a president who is just doing his job, even if he is releasing a dangerous list. Number one by one, he reads 46 names out loud. The list includes 33 mayors, 8 vice mayors, 3 congressmen, 1 provincial board member, and 1 former mayor. 36 are running in the 2019 elections. Eight are party mates of Duterte in the ruling party PDP Laban. Number one, Kalusugan. Number two, my trabajo. Number three, Twenty-seven of the thirty-six candidates on the list win the polls. As of February 2020, the administration has not filed criminal cases against the officials Duterte named. How should we look at the list? The key to understanding it lies in the I-word, intelligence. 
intelligence, according to the Philippine National Police, is, quote, a special class of information because it is cultivated either to identify crimes that otherwise would not be identified or to identify offenses that are likely to occur in the future. In short, it is information that can solve a crime that has happened or prevent a crime that has not. Intelligence is divided into two. Strategic intelligence, which refers to information on trends, patterns, and structures of criminality, then there's tactical intelligence, which refers to the details. An example of strategic intelligence is knowing the hierarchy of a drug syndicate and how the cash and drugs flow. Tactical intelligence is knowing that a member of that syndicate deals drugs at a specific place. Ideally, intelligence is gathered through thorough fieldwork, speaking with credible sources and gathering credible evidence. The goal of intelligence gathering, according to the PNP's own manual, is to file a case. It should only be shared, the PNP says, on a need-to-know basis. Duterte defies all the rules in the intelligence manual. He publicly accuses but the police never files a case. How is the list put together? It's compiled by tens of thousands of cops on the ground. The Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency, the National Intelligence Coordinating Council, and the Intelligence Service of the Armed Forces of the Philippines all contribute to it. The names are gathered by the local offices of these agencies. The names are then delivered to top officials who ideally meet monthly to validate the list before sending it to the president. Duterte himself adds to the list and removes names from it. Top law enforcement officials defend this by saying Duterte has sources of information that they don't have. Duterte also has the resources that they don't. From 2017 to 2019, Duterte had a 2.5 billion budget for intelligence. That's billion with a B. In 2020, Congress gives him a 4.5 billion intelligence fund. We don't know how Duterte spends these because intelligence funds are confidential. Despite the massive budget, the list is riddled with holes. On February 12, Rappler breaks the story that the poster boy for President Duterte's anti-drug campaign is in the drug list. Lieutenant Colonel Jovi Espinido is on the president's notorious drug list. Two police generals privy to the list confirmed this Wednesday, February 12. Espinido is one of the most prominent characters in the bloody campaign. He was the police chief of Albuera Leyte when Mayor Rolando Espinosa was killed in his jail cell. He also masterminded a drug bust that killed Mayor Parohinog of Ozamis City. Within three weeks after the Ozamis operation, he is honored with two medals by President Duterte for his quote-unquote achievements in the landmark campaign. Duterte also lobbies for Espinido's promotion as deputy chief for operations in Bacolod City. There, Duterte gives Espinido the blessing to kill. Bacolod is badly hit now. And I place Espinido there. Yung tinatakutan nila na police. Sabi ko, go there and you are free to kill everybody. Tang, yun lang yan. Ko, start killing them. Ako nang dalawa na tayong papriso. Espinido is not just another cop. The revelation that his name is in Duterte's drug list shocks the public. At first, Malacanang doubts Rappler's report, but on February 14, Interior and Local Government Secretary Eduardo Año confirms Espinido is included in the list. On February 17, Espinido speaks out on the controversy, saying his superiors committed a failure of intelligence. 
Espinido claims his superiors failed to verify the information thoroughly before retaining his name in the list and sacking him from his post in Bacolod. His scathing statements are a first in recent history. Never before had a police official openly questioned his superiors in Camp Crame. Malacanang sides with Espinido, saying that intelligence failures happen and that the drug list is also fallible. It's not unexpected that there may be some flaws in intelligence gathering that happens. Sometimes they're even intentional. Throughout the controversy, BNP Chief General Archie Gamboa keeps silent. He refuses to comment on the issue and even says he is offended by journalists who broke the story. I will not confirm nor deny that Espinido is on the list. And of all other names, they want to link to the drug list that we are now in possession of. It is ironic that the list, the foundation of the drug war, creates more controversy for the campaign that is already condemned worldwide. Let me begin by extending my hand in gratitude to all who kept faith with me in our most trying times. The Duterte administration is past its halfway mark. Will it use intelligence to pursue legitimate criminal cases against the people it implicates, or will it continue to use the list to intimidate, so intrigue, even at the risk of discrediting its own people? I'm Rambo Talabo. Follow us in our social media accounts for more news, videos, and podcasts. Thank you for listening.